Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Welcome to the 68th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Ghosts of Mortis. I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, is my trusty co-pilot. Hey, what's going on? Yes. How's it going, Matt? It's going good. You know, it's it's Thursday again, but uh, we're coming at you a little late like last week, but... We have never gone past that next episode. We're, we're, we're staying in the week, though. That's true. So that's good. That's good. That's you know, We're staying on track for the most part. And you know, it's, it's funny that we, we're recording today because there was some big news that hit uh, just this afternoon, this morning. And uh, we're going to talk about that. So uh, let's just go ahead and hit the news right now. What do you say? Let's do it. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. This is just the beginning. I think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station. I have my orders from the Emperor himself. He has something special planned. This is where the fun begins. I think we've got something, sir. Good luck. You're gonna need it. All right, Mike, we do have some big news, and why don't you hit him with it right off the bat? I'm sure everybody's heard it by now, obviously, listening to this, but hit him with the big news, Mike. So the big news is that <laughs> Chewbacca is joining the Clone Wars. So just, oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, a week after we found out that Tarkin was going to show up, we find out that in fact that's not the only classic character we're going to see this year. So yeah, that's deal. that is great. And if you want to check it out and you haven't seen it yet, head on over to Clone Wars Podcast. Mike put a link on there, and it's even got a photo of yep. what he's going to look like. Yeah, and there's uh, there's actually there's video. If you go to, just go to our site, and then there's a link to the New York Times article, uh, which which actually has a, a very brief video that'll show you some Chewbacca. Cool. And now, and uh, they also, I was reading an article, like, actually it was Facebook, and Dave Filoni had posted a link and some mm-hmm. notes about it, and I, did you get to see a uh, chance to see that, Mike? Uh, I just I just saw the news like that he had posted the okay. the link to the news. Um, I didn't really uh, inquire any further because I had to get that up on the website pronto. So yeah, I was just uh, breaking down. Um, I guess uh, Peter Mayhew was called in to give some feedback on the character. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, obviously, not going to do any voice work or anything. But in uh, the picture, the 
the render that they showed, wow, it looked really good, you know. Uh, the the video itself like looks it looks amazing. Like they they I captured Chewbacca's. Uh, yeah. Look. Uh, he, well, his movement and everything. Oh, movement. Just, okay. Everything okay. like the way he moves and everything. Just I wonder down if that's what they had. Uh, I wonder if that's what they had Peter Mayhew coming to do. Maybe put the suit on, maybe and walk around or something. I, I, th don't know. I think they might have done some reference in that sort of thing. I don't know that he necessarily. Yeah. I don't know that it was like motion capture. Mm -hmm. But I think that he did come in and uh, and sort of do the do the walk so that they could get some photo reference and that sort of thing. So yeah, I, yeah, that's it's a good point too because a character like he portrayed or you know Peter May who had a certain walk just like Darth Vader did with David Prowse. Yeah, they had that certain gait, that certain stroll that you know is unmistakable and and to bring that to the Clone Wars if they do that, that'd be really neat and. Um, yeah, all these all these classic stuff, man. And here we go again. Some more secrets revealed. And I guess he's going to make an appearance in the the final two, the season finale or the final two or something like that. I yeah, they said the yeah. Finale, and the, so. the the season finale, which is a two part season finale, um, which airs on. Uh, now here's the part that makes it really difficult to trust anything they're saying right now. The season finale airs on April first, mm -hmm. and uh, fan longtime fans of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. We'll know that uh, April 1st, I, I, a few years back, I played a yes, pretty cool joke on everybody right. and uh, changed the site over to Frontier, the Star Trek podcast. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I uh, so I, you know, like I, I, I don't know, I, I shudder to say I take April Fool's very seriously. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's odd. I don't yeah. know how much you can trust this. Yeah, right? we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, so yeah, very excited to see Chewie come back or okay. to make an appearance in the Clone Wars. This is, this is awesome. Now, speaking of the Clone Wars and voice acting, uh, Liam Neeson was on a particular program, and I think it was somewhere in Australia, and he did an interview, and I got a quick clip of this. I want, to take a, I want you to take a listen and tell me if you think Sam Jackson is returning to the Clone Wars. You're reprising the role of Qui-Gon on, on the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah, yeah. How was it to, to be able to go back into that character's skin, and, and would you do it again if they approached it? Uh, would I do it again? Sure, yeah, I would. Yeah, we had fun, and it wasn't a huge commitment. You know? They called and asked, would I supply the voice? Because Sam Jackson was doing his guy, and he wanted first dibs to refuse or not. So they called me and said, well, Sam Jackson's doing his, and because he feels that's his character, and it should be his voice. And I thought, Okay, well that's fair enough. I'll, I'll do mine. It was nice. It was nice today. Yeah. So there you go, Mike. That was a little clip about Liam Neeson, and he's mm -hmm. talking about Sam Jackson. So I wonder if he's coming back to uh, to do some voice work. It certainly sounds like it from the the comments made by Liam Neeson. So that um, might just be reference to the fact that that Sam Jackson did the voice in the film because mm -hmm. he was the voice in in the movie. Oh right, right. Uh, in the Clone Wars movie. So uh, that might be all that is. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how much you can read into that, but hmm. it is possible. I mean, I, I. But at this point, I'm just not sure why they would do it. Yeah, because they already got the other guy. He's yeah. done it for the whole series. So yeah. So. Uh, and then another thing he says was, and this is a thing that that kind of um, that I always thought. I mean, how big of a commitment can it really be to do a couple lines? I mean, mm -hmm. can't. And, he, and here's Liam Neeson saying it right here. He goes, you know what? It's not a big deal. You know, they called me up. I said, sure, I'll do it. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, 
three or four or five, six lines of dialogue. How you know yeah. how big a commitment is that really? You know, so if he kind of breaks it down and, and says he had fun doing it and he would do it again. So that's uh, interesting. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see what Sam Jackson. Like you said, I, it doesn't really make sense because they already have someone who's kind of ingrained into that voice character, which is uh, I think it's T.C. Carson, but I, I don't quote me on that. But uh, interesting stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Tour stuff, Mike. We got some more details, and uh, the official Disney Parks blog announced that Darth Vader, Boba Fett, Yoda, Princess Leia, and Admiral Akbar will be a part of the upcoming Star Tours relaunch. So that was that was kind of cool because the uh, the Star Tours launch the, the old one mm-hmm. it didn't have any. Uh, of those big characters in it. I mean, it was just the ride, and you had uh, the Pee Wee Herman uh, droid. And I'm trying to think uh, if C-3PO was in that one, too. Um, I, I, I'm kind of drawing a blank here, but uh, all I these characters C-3PO, are going to be in it. C-3PO was in, like, he is in the introductory video, but you see more right. of him. Because um, I think 3PO comes on screen to let you know that R2 is just being lowered into the into your ship the ship right okay. and then and then you take off or whatever and from there it's uh what was the guy what's the guy's name ace or something i can't remember yeah it's a, it's a goofy name like that um, yeah um rex or something rex I it's rex is it rex it's rex yeah you got it okay yep. yeah um but yeah i so i i don't know i i would think that that's like but that i don't think that's what they're talking about i think they're just talking about um just like the day that they launch it, like they'll have an event and they'll have their characters and costume. I think I don't know because I, I mean, obviously, I, I haven't spent a lot of time at Disney World um, or Disneyland for that matter. But at Disneyland, every day they have the Jedi Training Academy, like every single day. Right. So right. it's not a big deal for them that they, they, you know, Darth Vader or any of the other characters be around. But I think that in Orlando it might be a little bit more of a big deal like like that these characters aren't there every single day um that they're there for Star Wars weekends and that's and maybe on the like the occasional thing like because they don't I don't know that they do the Jedi Academy training thing all of the time because it sounds like in in their their rundown for Star Wars weekends that they will have uh the Jedi Training Academy, but that not that it's like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. So well, you know I, what? I could be wrong though. You know what? Maybe I took this this story totally out of context because I took it as these characters were going to be in the ride itself. Yeah. Um, so do you, you think that's just they're going to be a part of the launch, not necessarily part of the ride? That's kind of how I took the story, and I don't know if if I'm taking it totally the wrong way. Uh, yeah, but, I think it's more so that they're just going to be part of, like, the festivities at launch. Yeah, because their main question was, and it, it would be to everybody, is, like, they're talking about bringing Princess Leia. And if they're bringing her yeah. into the ride itself, how would they do that? Because, obviously, you can do all the other things through CGI. How would they bring Princess Leia into this ride? But if it's just part of the fanfare of the yeah. whole event, then that's, you know, it's, anybody can do Princess Leia. I mean, just, you know grab a 19 year old whatever but uh you <laughs> yeah. know I, I, that's maybe i'm taking this story totally the wrong way i don't know well i just kind of thought that some of the characters that were going to be in the ride itself um making an appearance while you're cruising around all the to all the different planets and all that so and they also talk about chewbacca 
you may even run into Chewbacca along the way too. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like, we gotta wait and see. It is, it is possible. Uh, let's yeah. See. yeah. Like, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see. Right. Yeah. Um, We'll get more clarification on that story then. Maybe they've got Princess Leia stuff that was originally supposed to be used back in the day that they never used. <laughs> I know. And they used yeah. something like that. Deleted you know? scenes or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was like created for the original Star Tours, but that they never Yeah. They never actually used. So who knows? I mean yeah. it could be a lot of things. Stay tuned. More but don't I wouldn't rule it out, but it sounds like it's more Yeah. I would think that it's more like like she'll be uh, present the day that they launch it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see what goes on. More info to come, I'm sure. Now, Mike, um, collecting news. You know, obviously we just had Toy Fair, so the, yeah, a lot of stuff coming out of the Toy Fair. We can't cover everything because there's a lot of stuff. A lot to of cover. stuff, but nothing that interesting. Well, that's the that's thing. I was that, that was going to be my point was. Um, you know, last year was huge because yeah. we had vintage, we had the big AT8, you know, big ad at yeah. Boba Fett uh, pack. I mean, there was just tons of stuff last year. Yeah, and this year was kind of uh, kind of lackluster. I mean, there's there's a few cool things, but nothing that really jumped out at you like, wow, you know, I can't yeah. wait to get this. So yeah. uh, some of the bigger points, so we can hit those, Mike. Uh, the vintage collection is going to continue until 2012. And they're going to have ties into the 3D and Blu-ray releases uh, coming up uh, later this year and for the 3D in 2012. So, yeah. Uh, their big vehicle, like we've had the last few years, is going to be, we already talked about this, the Republic Attack Shuttle. And uh, if you saw some video online, you'll notice that that thing actually broke into some kind of a toy set or something like that. And yeah, it kind of turns into like a base. And with like the the nose of it becoming a little mini shuttle and and some other stuff, it's very gimmicky. Yes, um, yes. Now, like I, I don't know. I don't particularly like that about it, but I get like Clone Wars is the kids' property, so yeah. I can see why they would want to do something a little bit more kid oriented. But yeah, I don't know. The attack shuttle just it didn't jump out at me like. The Millennium Falcon did, or the yeah. uh, the Adat, you know, um, yeah. and, and I wish they could do something like a Star Destroyer, but like to do it to scale, obviously you would have to have you know a twenty foot ship or something. You just couldn't really do it. But I wish they could tackle something like that. Um, and some I have heard talk about the sand crawler, but there was an argument that you know if it's for kids, they're gonna want something that shoots, and you you know, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's. It's okay, I guess the the attack shuttle. It's not. It doesn't. It didn't hit me like the the big Adat did. So um, that's a tough one. To, it's gonna be a tough one to beat, really. Uh, anything else jump out at you at Toy Fair? I got a bunch of stuff um, written down. Uh, the vintage collection. They're gonna have thirty five figures in two thousand eleven, and it's going to feature some deleted scenes figures. So that's kind of interesting. How they're gonna kind of shake up the vintage a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, what, what, what was cool to me is that Vintage is now, uh, it's sort of become its own line. So now they're, it, instead of it just being like sort of a once a year thing, it's, it's becoming a full line of figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, they're running out of stuff to do, obviously, uh, as they always do with Star Wars stuff. So now they're starting to do expanded universe stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting 
but I mean, I, I just don't know why it needs to be a separate line of figures. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just don't understand why there isn't two lines, why there's not the Clone Wars line and, and the, the, the vintage. Oh, well, yeah. And the vintage or, or the saga. Like, like, yeah. I don't understand why there needs to be saga and there yeah, needs to be exactly. yeah. the, the vintage and Clone Wars. And what's the other one? Isn't there another one? Besides the vintage? Besides I the mean, saga, like another one that's just like regular figures. I can never remember. Like well, I thought it was just down to the legends and the uh, the saga legends, the Clone Wars, and the vintage. I thought that's all it was down to now. Is that what it's down to now? I, I think that's all it's down to. Um, but yeah, I think there was other one, another one. I mean, they have the Build-A-Droid stuff, but yeah. I think that's just... Um, uh, sporadic stuff so I think that's the, but but you're right though why have a saga legends and a vintage um, yeah isn't that really the same kind of thing I, I don't know to me it is but um, yeah but you know what here's some other cool things though check this out uh, the uh, 12 figures for revenge of the Jedi cards so you're talking about how they're running out of ideas um, here's a different idea well, let's take uh, the old title before it was changed mm-hmm. <laughs> and make 12 figures with that and it's a you know Luke Jedi B wing pilot B wing pilot slave Leia which is that's kind of a cool one I haven't seen that one and I I kind of was looking for that one to come out Tie fighter pilot so there's some there's some neat ones there um, let's see uh, San Diego Comic Con is going to have the whole whole all twelve figures in a uh, Death Star set mm-hmm. that looked kind of cool uh, and you get a Salacious Crumb and a Mouse Droid that comes with it so. Um, and uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, here we go. You know, last year we got the mail and Boba Fett with the rocket firing pack, right? Well, this year they're going with the same figure, Boba Fett, in the white armor. And that's mm-hmm. going to be the mail and figure. And that was interesting because that's a, that's a prototype. That's the, the suit that was made before it had any paint on it or anything. It was all white. I think they actually yeah. meant him to be white at one point. Um, until he got all his colors, so yeah. Well, when he was because he was originally conceived as being uh, the renegade stormtrooper, right? So, yeah, right, um, right. So yeah, like I, I think yeah, originally he he had that that white look, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah for crazy. whatever reason they they decided not to go with that look. Yeah, and now we're getting that in a mail away, so that's not too bad. Yeah. And then, you know, we got Blu-ray commemorative packs. Uh, Galactic Heroes is ending. Uh, that line is ending. Yeah. With, uh, it's going to finish up here. But uh, Jedi Force will be taking its place. Jedi Force, yeah. Okay. Which actually, I, I should say, that's one of the things that I'm uh, excited about. The I, Jedi that, Force? Yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen those. I'm not even sure what that is. So uh, that was a new one to me. They're... Um, it, I can't remember if the wave, if the line that was out before was called Jedi Force as well. Uh, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, of like the the larger kids figures. They're a little bit more like the Play School. Uh, okay. Imagine X is right, right. the is the line that like they do Batman and I actually have a little Imagine X Super Friend Superman because mm-hmm. um, he came with Crypto. <laughs> so uh, I think they're doing stuff more like that. And actually, the vehicles are, in fact, the Galactic Heroes vehicles. They, like, if you look at them, I have the Galactic Heroes uh, Jedi Starfighter, 
and that that Jedi Force Jedi Starfighter is the Galactic Heroes one. So Oh okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Um well, here we go, we got the ultimate FX lightsabers. They're only down to thirty five dollars. They uh they're going to be I think they're removable blades, but they're a different blade than the than the uh, old master replica ones. They're gonna be a that that softer there, plastic. I think it's actually like a it's a different it's it's the same sort of idea, but it's a different uh, it's a different wave, like uh, not wave, but like a different product altogether. Okay. Because um, they look, because they're in different a different kind of box and everything like that. So right, these are kid focused, so they're gonna be for the kids. So they can bang them around, and yeah. they'll still have the sounds and all and the lights. So that's kind of cool. Now here's the thing that that um, when I was talking about earlier about the Star Tours. They're having this exclusive Disney Star Tours uh, figures, and that's the only reason why I was thinking that Vader and Fenton and these Sky Troopers were going to be featured in the ride mm-hmm. was because of this set. So, again, uh, we don't know anything for sure, but uh, they're also having a, a, an exclusive set for the uh, Star Tours. Uh, let's see, what else? Anything else catch your eye, though, as far as... Uh, Toy Fair or anything coming out in toys and, and collecting, Mike? Uh, in regards to Star Wars stuff, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of other cool stuff coming out. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, as, as far as Star Wars stuff, not so much. I mean, there's not, especially not Clone Wars stuff. Um, mm-hmm, there's right. this, EFX is doing a Revenge, uh, a Return of the Jedi uh, reveal lightsaber. It's like, uh, it's supposed to be from the from the scene and um, the deleted scene that we saw at Celebration 5. Oh, um, right, right. And it's, it's like it's this lightsaber that opens up. I'm actually just looking it up at the moment and uh, trying to yeah. uh, see what's what with that. But uh, I did hear about it, that one too, yeah. Yeah, like it's just... Uh, looks like it's just pretty much the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and it's a it build. It's, it's, you can it's build kinda, it or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of. It's got this section that opens up. Okay. There, the EFX website is really difficult to navigate. <laughs> uh, oh, it's already sold out though, so don't bother. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Wow, sold out already. Why? What is the point? Like honestly, what is the point of selling a product and like promoting it? Yeah, it. It sort of it extends open, so you can see like this sort of this gold core inside of it, and the little the activation panel slides open, so you can see the inside of it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So you can see like the inner workings of the lightsaber, which is pretty wicked. It's a pretty nice replica saber. Um, hmm. cool. That's cool. interesting. Yeah. But but yeah, like I, like I said, it is now. Sold out. So. Sold out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Get it out. And it was five hundred. It was five hundred bucks anyway. So Woo! that's a little bit on the yeah. Who's, high who's end. picking that one up? Yeah, that's high end stuff right there. Um, but yeah, you know, not not a big giant year like it was last year, and it was it was going to be tough to to top what they did last year. Uh, you know, they got some yeah. Target exclusive like they always do. Toys R Us is going to have some some sets and uh, stuff like that. So. Uh, we'll continue to, to cover some of that stuff, and and uh, I'm kind of interested in the in the Boba Fett and to see what they do with the vintage stuff, uh, as always, because yeah. I'm collecting those. So I'll always be interested in what they 
what they come about with the vintage. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, but other than that, that's, uh, that's all that's going on. So I think we should uh, head on over to the recap. Are you ready to do that? Let's do it. All right. I wanted to raise the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Here's where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. If it's evil, become a great Jedi. Kenobi, Skywalker. I've missed you. Uh, right. I'm Ahsoka Tano. Destroy them both. You're both right. Let's make this a bit more interesting. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. Incoming! Blast them! No! All right, and here we go with Ghosts of Mortis. On Mortis, Anakin and Obi-Wan wait for Ahsoka to repair their crashed shuttle so they can leave the planet. Anakin begins to wonder if leaving is the right thing to do now that the balance of power on the planet has shifted. After Ahsoka reports that the damaged ship isn't going anywhere soon, Anakin takes a speeder bike and sets out to find the father. So last, uh, last episode, Mike, they had... They had um, ended with Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan. They left the father to return to the ship. The father was yes. left with the daughter. And um, Anakin wants to make a stand against the son. He, and he, he talks about this in the episode that uh, he doesn't want to leave because he thinks the father is not going to be able to handle the son. And he is right. Um, from the last episode, it, it looked like the son could, could really do whatever he wanted. He had a lot of power. And uh, Anakin wants to stay around and, and kind of work this thing out. And he is the chosen one. And even though he's kind of reluctant to, uh, to take on that role, uh, he wants to stay around and, and help the father uh, against the son. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, go. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, on top of a hill surrounded by monuments, the father buries his daughter in a tomb. He lays the enchanted blade from the altar in a coffin with her body and says his final farewell. He exits the tomb and finds Anakin waiting for him outside. Anakin wants to help him defeat the son, but the father is unsure if this is the right thing to do. And he tells Anakin to seek guidance from the Force. And here's the father. He tells Anakin that the son will use Anakin. So we're kind of getting... For me, I was kind of like, okay, this is going to come around to bite Anakin here in this episode because the father's telling him that, you know, the son's going to use you. Uh, and he, he was trying to tell Anakin, but, uh, and, and to sell him about terror about the universe is some kind of line he said like that. So, um, it's obvious now that the father, he's saying, I must kill the son. Mm -hmm. And Anakin wants to help him. So, uh, Anakin walks through the surrounding hills and the spirit of Qui-Gon Jinn appears before him. Qui-Gon tells Anakin to go to a nearby place that is strong with the dark side of the Force. Anakin asks if it is his destiny to destroy the sun. But Qui-Gon only advises him to trust his own instincts. Then he disappears. You have grown strong and powerful, just as I imagined. Master, do you believe you are the Chosen One? How can I know? I can tell you what I believe. I believe you will bring balance to the Force. That you will face your demons and save the universe. And, and this creature of the dark side, do I leave or do I stay and kill him? Neither. Look deeper. You will find another way. I don't understand. 
Not far from here, there is a place which is strong on the dark side of the Force. You must go there. And destroy the sun. Remember your training, Anakin. Trust your instincts. Master. Master! Okay, well, a couple of things here that I want to point out. Uh, Anakin still wants to know how he will become the Chosen One. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I said, he's, he's still kind of... It's around his head and he can't figure it out, you know. And uh, Qui-Gon tells him, you, are, you will face your demons and save the universe. I mean, Qui-Gon's telling him what, what his destiny is. And uh, Anakin asks him straight up, you know, do I live or do I leave? Or do I kill him? And he's referring to the son. You know, Qui-Gon, tell me what to do. You know, here he is. What do I do? Do I leave? Do you want me to, to tackle him? And, <laughs> and Qui-Gon is, he's, he's being a little cryptic here. You know, yeah. it's like, what are you trying to say? You know, he's just talking in all these riddles. And uh, he says something like, well, neither. And it's like, well, no wonder Anakin's so dang confused. Uh, and Anakin, like I said, he's just baffled. He doesn't know what to do now. Now, we... It has been debated, like, is this really Qui-Gon? Mm -hmm. You know, is this the, uh, the, the, was it the daughter? Well, I think now, I mean, since the daughter is dead, uh, I, I'm thinking this is the, the Force Ghost of Qui-Gon. What do you think, Mike? You think so? I don't think it's Qui-Gon at all. You don't think it's um, him? Okay. Well, okay, let's just jump right ahead to the end of the episode. The end of the episode, they wake up. They, yeah, they yeah, wake we'll up talk about that, yeah. Back on the ship as if nothing had happened. And we'll talk about that more when we get there. But just okay. with that idea, the fact that this is all essentially a dream, this is all the test in the cave, right? Like th this, mm -hmm. that, this whole three-episode arc, since they entered the space around Mortis, they, they've been, it's, it's a test. It's all been a test for Anakin. Interesting. The, okay. the okay. force is testing him, and I don't, I don't think that that is Qui-Gon. I think that, that there's aspects of Qui-Gon there and that it's not necessarily false, but it's not... This is not the same as, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi coming back and talking to Luke. Luke, okay. That's, that's Obi-Wan has managed to, like, as well as Yoda, have managed to maintain themselves in the Force, right? Like, they, they've kept their identity and not been dispersed throughout the force, mm -hmm. which is what is supposed to happen when you die. Like, they've, they've transcended. They're essentially enlightened. Qui-Gon sort of gets there, but doesn't get there all the way, right? Like, we find out in episode three, is that, mm -hmm. that uh, Yoda can talk to him, like, but only with meditation and with a lot of practice, and that he has to teach Obi-Wan how to do this. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, like, it's not, it's not quite the same thing. And, uh, and, and I think, like, so, there is definitely a part of the Force that is distinctly Qui-Gon, but I don't think that it's the same thing as Obi-Wan Kenobi being able to sort of, like, uh, you know, speak directly to Luke. Mm -hmm. it's, a okay. little bit, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I was kind of baffled through this whole series about you know everybody's kind of wondering well is it or isn't it him and yeah. uh but yeah you, you make a good point about the end and we'll talk about that because i have a theory on that as well so uh we'll wait and we'll talk about that at the end let's see uh while ahsoka continues working on the ship obi-wan takes a speeder to go find anakin 
As he exits the shuttle, the father approaches him. Obi-Wan is suspicious that the father may have led Anakin into danger, and the father admits that Anakin is headed for the well of the dark side, but he insists that he is only letting the will of the Force unfold. Anakin pilots his speeder bike down into a deep underground cavern. He sets down on a rocky platform surrounded by streams of molten lava. The sun appears behind him and Anakin ignites his lightsaber ready to do battle. Uh, just really quick, I want to say I, I really like these little speeder bikes. Yeah, different thing, huh? He, yeah. Like when he pulls it out and, and like it's just this block and you're kind of like, what's he doing? And then he folds out <laughs> the front of it yeah, and, yeah. and it starts to look like a slip and you're kind of like, oh, that's what that is. And he hops on <laughs> and he speeds off. Like, yeah. wow, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. Well, you know, here's here we get with the uh, the quote-unquote well of the dark side, and this is kind of like the this epicenter of the dark side on this planet, or not planet, but on Mortis here. And uh, it's kind of got that uh, Mustafar feel to it, you know, with the, yeah. with the lava and all that, and it kind of immediately kind of came to mind Mustafar and, and the, the foreshadowing of Anakin on, on Mustafar in Episode 3. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I, I liked that aspect of it. Um, back at the shuttle, the father tells Obi-Wan that Anakin has gone to confront his son deep inside the planet. He demands that Obi-Wan not interfere, but Obi-Wan insists that he and Ahsoka would not have been brought here unless they were supposed to help Anakin. He gets on a speeder bike and he heads off to find his friend. Uh, Anakin stands ready to attack the sun, but the sun uses the force to snatch Anakin's lightsaber away from him. And instead, he offers Anakin a glimpse into his future. Anakin experiences horrifying visions of Padme choking, Jedi younglings dying, Obi-Wan fighting him, Palpatine as a Sith Lord, an entire planet being destroyed, and an ominous black mask. He becomes stricken with grief over all the pain and suffering he will cause, but the sun suggests that the future can still be changed. He offers Anakin the chance to destroy evil and bring peace to the galaxy by joining him, and Anakin agrees. Okay, Mike, let's break this down, because this is probably my favorite scene of this episode. A very powerful scene. Um, Matt Lanner did a great job with the emotion of the scene, uh, because we're going to get to, you know, we all, we all know what happens to Anakin, but... Um, here he is, man. He's seeing the sun is going to show show him what happens to him. And Anakin's trying to fight it, right? Uh, he doesn't want to look, you know. Yeah. He doesn't want to know what happens. And the sun, fantastic performance. Sam Witwer, again, he's, you know, showing the future and here's what you will become. Um, and powerful scenes showcasing events, not only from uh, that lead to Anakin's fall, uh, but after as well. I mean, you got the Emperor... You got Padme to show her choking, like we just read. The younglings, Obi Wan, uh, and lastly the helmet of Darth Vader that kind of shows up in the fog. Wow, that was that was pretty that was pretty cool. Uh, and Anakin is he's devastated by this, mm -hmm. and and he wants to change the outcome. I mean, he's telling the son, "I want to change this." And the son, like any Sith Lord, or anybody, or any Sith maybe, or anybody going to the dark side, they try to gain help or gain. Uh, you know, forces or whatever you want to call it by exploiting, here's what I think, exploiting the fear that Anakin has mm -hmm. of the future events. So, you know, Anakin, Anakin just wants peace, but the son 
you know, he, he needs help. You know, he's, he wants to use Anakin. Him and Anakin are going to go out and destroy the, you know, rule the galaxy. Play on Anakin's fear. Show him what's going to happen. He's going to be scared of that, scared of what he does to these people. Build off that to get him over to his side. And then we'll see what's going to happen to him. So what do you think of this, uh, this whole scene showing Anakin and we get to see all that stuff that happens? What do you think of that? Uh, I'm going to say that a lot like episode three mm-hmm. and Anakin's fall in that. Yeah. This doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> the, the dream? Uh, the, I mean, the, 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 what he's saying. Like the visions that he shows him. And then like his first reaction makes sense to me. Where right. he's like, I can't believe it. I caused all this pain. I'm a terrible person. I don't want to do that. And then the son says, no, no, I can't. We can stop that. Right. But you have to join me. At which point Anakin goes, yeah, okay, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. You want he said like the son says he wants to destroy evil. He is evil. Mm-hmm. That's what like this is why you showed up here, Anakin, to defeat him. And I get like like I see that they're they're playing it as a parallel to to what happens in episode three. Right. But I think the biggest issue there is that how that happens in episode three is flawed. Right? Like, um the the prequels work so hard to get Anakin to the point mm-hmm. where he turns that like they lose focus on everything else. So none of the storyline itself makes any sense. It's just supposed to be, which then makes Anakin's turn make no sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're getting the same sort of thing here. Like Anakin has done the right thing all throughout this. He's been fighting against the sun. And then all of a sudden, right at the end when the sun is like, no, 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 here, I'm going to show you all this stuff. And it's like, why would you even trust it? He's evil. Right? Well, like, yeah, like, yeah I, I can understand what you're just, saying, but... He just instantly trusts him and, and goes, oh, my God, like, this is the future. If he's that powerful, he could just, like, that could just be a Jedi mind trick. You know? Like, like I, I don't know. It just, it, much like Episode 3, it rings a little bit false for me. Like, it's just, it's a little bit too much of a leap for me to make to go to just like accept it and go oh yeah yeah that that makes that makes perfect sense because it well, doesn't I, make perfect sense I, I i think i can forgive it a little more because um like i said i i think he's playing off anakin he's just you know anakin's getting worse and worse all the time I mean, he's getting scatterbrained he's getting uh uh i can't think of the word for it but he's just with all the stuff that's coming at him being the chosen one and, and all the pressures of that and and for him, he just wants... He's married now. I mean, he just wants to get this war over with and and go settle down with Padme. And, and whatever that can... However that can be played out is kind of what he's looking for. And here's the son saying, hey, uh, here's what you need to do to fix the galaxy. And I don't know, maybe that is a little too easy for Anakin to fall into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing I could think of, though, is just, you know, uh, he's a little bit skittish and he just wants he just wants peace and especially after seeing all this i mean he's kind of seeing himself kill younglings and he's gonna yeah choke his own wife i mean he's, he's gonna do anything to stop that uh even if it is maybe joining up with the sun so i can understand where you're coming from i'm just i'm a little more forgiving of it because of that i guess but that's a good debate though i mean it, it's i understand what you're saying yeah um, Let's see, back at the ship, Ahsoka gets the communication system up and running. 
but is unable to contact anyone for help. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan arrives at the Well of the Dark Side, and he lands his speeder bike next to Anakin's. Anakin approaches him and uses the Force to push Obi-Wan's speeder into the lava. He says that Obi-Wan will try to stop him from ending the Clone Wars, and that the Jedi will stand in the way of peace. The sun attacks Obi-Wan from behind with Force lightning, and Anakin gets on his speeder bike and flies up and out of the cavern. The sun glows to Obi-Wan, uh, and that Anakin belongs to him. Then he transforms into his gargoyle form and takes off. Anakin, are you alright? There has been a change of plan. Sorry. You will not understand what I have to do to end the Clone War. You will try to stop me. Anakin! Why? I'm sorry. I have seen that it is the Jedi who will stand in the way of peace. He's mine now. So some direct uh, stuff that coming from episode three again, Mike. And uh, Anakin has been obviously poisoned by the dark side now. Now, is he poisoned like Ahsoka? We don't know. Uh, but it, obviously he's changed. You know, he's got the eyes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that. And, and his facial, you know, he's a little more gaunt. Um, so you, it's obvious that he was, he's, you know, the sun has done something to him. And, and uh, here's the, here's a, the son, he's channeling the emperor again. He said, he is mine now. So he had kind of a ring there with, uh, with uh, the emperor. So I thought that was kind of a cool callback. And, uh, and here's Anakin, Mike. He says, like he said in episode three, I have seen that it is the Jedi who will stand in the way of peace. And that's what he said to Obi-Wan, didn't he, uh, on Mustafar? Uh, he, from his point of view, the Jedi are evil. Yeah. So the same kind of thing there. So... Do you still have uh, the same issues with this like you did the last uh, last section there about uh, how Anakin's turn? I mean, you, are you okay with how he, this worked out? This um, I, I, you know, it, once he's turned, I don't have any problem with the way that Anakin acts. It's, it's, it's that action of him turning that mm. it always just seems so easy for him to turn. He's yeah. supposed, like, uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of... It's the thing of, like, you, you you motivate the character towards episode two, and at the end of episode two, he kills all of the uh, all of the sand people, and he runs into the battle without thinking and, you know, acts first right. and all that sort of thing. And, like, these are very dark side traits. But then we come back in episode three, and in episode three, he's a lot more rational, and he thinks first, and he's... Uh, he's conscientious of other people and he works well with obi-wan and they they work as a team he won't leave him behind on the ship and all that sort of thing so it's like okay so he did start slipping towards the dark side but then during the clone wars which we've seen while we've been watching the clone wars he's he's heroic right like he he sort of falls into that hero role and and becomes the good guy and I know we have seen a few things that, that, like, when push comes to shove, he'll lean towards, you know, being a little bit more extreme, like choking uh, 
uh, Geonosian or whatever, but I, <laughs> which is cool, yeah, yeah. But like, I just don't feel like the like that kind of pressure was being exerted on him here, mm-hmm. like that that it was just this all of a sudden. And you know what? Episode three made more sense to me, I should say, because at least in episode three, he's got the Jedi trying to manipulate him on one side, right. which he can very plainly see, and then the then that Palpatine manipulating him on the other side, and mm-hmm. so. And and not to mention Padme tries to manipulate him at one point. And so, like, he's he's really torn up with, like, who's he supposed to be listening to? Who can he trust? Yeah, he's getting pulled he all directions, yeah. He yeah. know what he's supposed to be doing. With here, with this storyline, he's got a really, really clear motivation for why he was going to see the son. The father who he trusts, who he's gone to now, like, a couple of times for advice, like, to say, like, what am I supposed to be doing here? And who has shown him with proof and that sort of thing? What's what's going on? Uh, he goes and, and and says like, "What am I supposed to do?" And the father says, "Well, we need to kill son." And so he goes, "Okay, let's do it." And mm-hmm. he goes to to fight him. And then instead of fighting him, he allies with him. And that just doesn't doesn't quite yeah. make any sense. Yeah, For, you know what I mean? Like that that just it's almost like they wanted it. To parallel to episode three too much. Too much, yeah. Like, to the point that they were like, yeah, it's okay if it doesn't really make that much sense. Everybody's just going to, you know, it's quick. And then he's turned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I, I don't know. Like, it just, if if either, because with Ahsoka, it made sense. He infected her, right? Like, there was the bite. So mm. that was a plot point that, that we could see. With this one, it's Anakin going like, okay. I'll join you, and then having you know, right, running mascara and glowing yellow eyes. <laughs> so like it, it, it just I don't know. It, it's yeah, that's fine. No, it's it's not as it's not as consistent, and it's not it doesn't make as much sense as it could. Yeah. Um, okay. Point taken. Point taken. <laughs> but once he's turned, I understand all of his actions. Oh yeah. Because yeah. once he's turned, he's evil, right? And once that. Like, once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny, all that sort of thing. And I've always taken that to mean that, like, it's a really quick turn. Like, once you've made that one fatal error, it's oh, yeah. it's a slippery slope. And, and you'll end up deep inside, like, deep within the dark side before you even know it. So mm. you've just made that one small commitment. And then, and then everything else just, it seems more and more difficult to turn away from that that pattern of behavior so once once he's been turned and once he's got those glowing uh orange eyes i get the motivation because then he starts thinking selfishly and and uh as as a sith book right like because i i i take that to mean when, when his eyes start glowing and he's got that that you know like that dark look under his eyes yeah. that he is he is vader at that point mm-hmm. right like that this that what the sun has done is essentially taken over as the emperor and he's like sort of accelerated what's going to happen to anakin and he's brought it out faster mm-hmm. and so this is vader like that's who we're dealing with here um it's interesting because like as we're gonna read in a little bit anakin's gonna get his mind wiped but obi-wan isn't 
So Obi-Wan <laughs> has all of this knowledge now and yet is going to continue to go through the Clone Wars trusting Anakin. And uh, I, I, But on the other hand, I could see Obi-Wan thinking, well, what happened to Ahsoka has now happened to Anakin. Yes. Like, at some point, I didn't see what happened, and, and the sun infected him the same way that he did Ahsoka, and once the infection's gone, he'll be okay. Now, there's two sides to that, because either Ahsoka, like, he's not going to be okay, because now he's been touched by the dark side, and that's always going to be there. And it would happen with Ahsoka if it weren't for the fact that what restored her was was the daughter, right? So mm, right. I've either got that storyline with the daughter that I think is going to happen, or that's going to protect her from the dark side in the future. Kind of, uh, I know, I, the best analogy I can think of is in Harry Potter with the, uh, with the Patronus or whatever it's called, the thing mm. that protects him from, from all the bad guys that like his parents did. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, I'm not a Harry Potter expert. <laughs> but something yeah. like that. It's sort of like like she's got uh, that, like the light side is in her, so right. now she's protected from, from uh, you know, falling Dark. into that stuff. Okay. So Yeah, my only, yeah, my question was just, uh, I was like, well, how in the heck did he just turn all of a sudden? Uh, was it the bite thing where it's just immediate and now he's you know, under the control of, uh, of the sun? Yeah. And uh, I guess I guess it's kind of that way because the father is able to uh, to wipe it away fairly easy. But we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to yeah. that in a second here. As Ahsoka finishes re- repairing the shuttle, Obi Wan contacts her via comlink. He tells her that Anakin has joined with the Sun and orders her to disable the ship so that the two of them can't escape the planet. Just as Ahsoka ends the communication, she hears Anakin approaching on his speeder bike. As Anakin boards the ship. Ahsoka removes a crucial component from it and sneaks out. She steals her master's speeder and heads off to find Obi-Wan. Um, I'm just going to take a brief second to mention uh, Ahsoka when she's fixing the ship. First of all, we've discovered that Ahsoka is apparently a mechanic. Yes. This is, this is a new character trait, but um, mm-hmm. that's fine. We haven't had... like I'm, We've had a lot of stories in the Clone Wars with Ahsoka, but... Uh, she has gotten older, and, and her character is allowed to evolve. This just kind of came out of left field, that uh, now all of a sudden she's she's a, a mechanical expert. Um, oh, like Anakin. Yeah, like Anakin. Uh, but the the scene where she goes underneath the, the ship, or not underneath, but inside the ship, uh, much like Han does in the Falcon in, in Empire, um, the lighting and just the richness of that... That mm-hmm. one scene was amazing. Yeah. It looked so great. Like, it looked like Pixar-level animation. Animation, And yeah. it just, like, it it almost pulled me out. Of, well, actually, it did pull me out of the episode. I was totally, like, thrown out of watching the show and was just like, wow, that looks amazing. That looks way better than anything else they've done on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, it just looked, just stylistically and everything just like the way that the that the light was was broken up and everything it just looked amazing so uh, yeah no that's that's you, you see that once in a while with this with the show you'll be watching yeah. it and it just takes you out of it you're like wow that was that was really cool how they did that or that looked really fantastic but yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying uh go ahead uh ahsoka pilots her speeder down into the well and picks up obi-wan 
and she hands him the component she stole from the ship. Back at the shuttle, Anakin tells the son that they may have trouble if Obi-Wan joins with the father to stand against them. The son sets out to find a way to turn the tide in their favor, leaving Anakin alone with the ship. The father appears and Anakin tells him about all of the terrible things he saw in his visions. In order to keep the Force in balance, the father touches Anakin on the forehead and erases the memories of his visions. Now, was when he touched him on the forehead, I'm trying to remember here, um, did he also erase all of the uh, dark side tendencies that he was uh, emitting after he was infected? Um, I'm trying to think about that. I think he was. I mean, yeah, I think so. Because he forgot everything, uh, everything that happened, and that was huge. Because everybody's big question when they saw the preview last week was, wow, he's going to see his future. Now what? You know, how are they going to deal with this one? Yeah. And a uh, pretty easy way to deal with it. The father <laughs> gives him a little touch on the forehead, and everything's back to normal. Kind uh, of a cop-out, but yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was big, though. He erases what Anakin has learned so that there can be balance. And, uh, and uh, we're going to get to that here. The son arrives at his sister's tomb. He slides the stone lid from her coffin and expresses his sorrow over her death, as she was the only one he truly loved. Then he removes the enchanted dagger from the coffin and slides the lid back into place. Anakin wakes up at the father's monastery with no recollection of the son's visions. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka fly in on their speeder bike, and the three Jedi, along with the father, prepare to fight the son. The son arrives and the Jedi attack him, but their weapons are useless against him, and he throws them all aside. The father snatches the dagger from his son's belt, and the son dares him to attack. But the father stabs himself instead. He reveals that his son's power is tied to his own, and that as he dies, the son's strength will diminish. Anakin approaches the son from behind and impales him with his lightsaber, and the son dies in his father's arms. The father tells Anakin that he is the chosen one and that he will bring balance to the Force. But he warns him to beware of his own heart. With that, the father dies, the whole world begins to crumble, and everything fades to white. And so you have betrayed me, father. is done and now I die my heart broken but knowing the rule you will play and what is that you are the chosen one you have brought balance to this world stay on this path and you will do it again for the galaxy. But beware your heart. And that's how that scene finished. And here's the thing. That was a big, big thing that the, the father said at the very end. He said, beware of your heart and mm -hmm. and obviously that is going to be his downfall uh, later on so I thought that was pretty big the father's basically telling him 
uh, you know, watch out. And he's already he's already married, and his heart's already <laughs> pretty yeah. much you know with Padme. So he's just saying, beware of it. And uh, pretty pretty powerful scene here. Here's the one thing question I have though. Anakin showed in the very first episode of this trilogy that he could conquer or tame or however you want to call it both the son and the daughter yeah. at the same time. Now, where was all this power um, at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he pulls out his lightsaber. And like We already know that the lightsaber is not going to do anything against the sun or any of these force wielders. Uh, so I was a little confused at that. I was looking for a, a more powerful, a more bigger ending, I guess. Yeah. And it kind of, it kind of, kind of fizzled out. And here's the father. He kind of baits his, baits his son into, you know, it was kind of a little shocking that the father killed himself right when he, right when he took the blade, I kind of knew what he was going to do. I was like, Oh, he's going to kill himself to kill the son. But it looks like that was just a ploy to get the son's guard down a little bit, Mike and, and Anakin can finish it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, well, I th- I think like he like by doing that he did start to like because that blade was the only thing that could kill them, mm-hmm. um, and so doing that uh, he I don't know, I guess like their their powers are tied to the father, mm-hmm. and and when he dies then their powers diminish or it must diminish or something yeah it's got to tie into the father yeah because yeah. that's kind that's kind of what he said but. Um, and, and I guess that at that point, once he was diminished, then then the then he wasn't impervious to lightsabers anymore. I suppose. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's has has to be. And like I said, though, I was just a little baffled that uh, I was you know waiting for Anakin to to bring about what the power that he showed in the first um, episode. Yeah. Of this trilogy. Uh, to where he could he could just through through the, through the force alone dominate the sun, but uh, yeah, it that's, I don't know I, yeah. I don't know where that went, but I mean I you could I guess you could try and justify that like once they'd thrown the force out of balance, his his power to control them had is left to maybe or, or diminished maybe or something yeah 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 because like if. If that's the case, then why couldn't the father just put an end to all this, mm-hmm. right? Like, like there right. was a lot of things that it was kind of like, well, why is this happening? But I think what what it comes down to at the end of the day is that none of it matters. Like, none of it plays by any rules because it's all figurative, anyways. Well, let's let's talk about that. Here's the last. Uh, it ends up Anakin, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka wake up inside their shuttle, which is floating in space. Captain Rex contacts them, and although the Jedi feel like they were gone for much longer, Rex tells them that they were only lost contact for a brief moment. They pilot their shutter to rendezvous with the waiting Republic cruiser, and it fades out. So it was only a few seconds. It was it was all a dream. What's going on here? I don't think it was a dream, though, Mike. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that they were on this this floating orb, whatever this mortis is. And these events were happening to them, but it was all, you know, in a blink of an eye to the rest of the world. What's your yeah. feeling on it? You, yeah, you're thinking, it, you it, think it's just a dream, though, or something? Or you yeah, think it it's, really a, it's essentially just like a dream state. I mean, it's the cave, right? Like like, like Dave Filoni said, it's the cave. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, that's fairly... 
uh, explanatory for me. Like, like I don't really need a lot more uh, to go into it. I, in fact, the farther we delve into answers and that sort of thing, like more questions, you get. questions. Well, the I think the less the less interesting it gets. I mean, like if if George Lucas and or well, I guess Irvin Kirshner can't now, but if he had before he died, explained exactly what was happening when Luke went into the cave, that would not be a powerful scene anymore. It would be gone. Like, the power from that scene would be completely diminished. Like, much in the same way that, like, Boba Fett is not nearly as cool as he was before we found out that he was once a whiny little kid, Mm -hmm. right? Just like Vader was cooler before we found out that he was once a whiny little kid. The character of Vader is definitely more interesting based on the prequels, but there's no way that, like, like... And you can probably attest to this even better than I can because you grew up with right. with it for a lot longer than I did. I mean, I was 13 when Episode 1 came out. So yeah. uh, it's now been almost half my life that, that I've been dealing with the prequels. Um, but Vader as a character, when Empire was out, like let's say at, like post-New Hope and pre-Return of the Jedi, he was just considered a badass. That oh, was yeah. Like, yeah. that was it. There, that, like, the human side of it didn't come into it. And every time we get answers to, to questions about these characters, it, it starts to... You can relate more to them. So, like, on the one hand, it's better. But on the other hand, it starts to lessen some of the things that make them iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and the same goes for the mythology of Star Wars. The more answers we get, it's like... If you want to start saying that the stuff that we saw in the Mortis trilogy is their hard and fast rules and that, ha- that this has anything literally to do with the nature of the Force, you're going to start to take stuff away from it. You're going to start to midichlorianize it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, right, right. And, and, I mean, I shy away from that sort of thing. I don't want the mystery of what happened in the cave with Luke to be answered. I want that to always be up for debate and open for discussion. And it's the same with this. Like, yeah, that it, makes sense. It, it it's the cave. So at that point, it means what it means to you. That's what I was just gonna say. It's up to your interpretation yeah. of what you, what you feel it is. Yeah, Something like exactly. myself as an Obi Wan Kenobi fan mm-hmm. might see some things in there that someone who is an Ahsoka fan might not see. Mm-hmm. You know, like like there's there's different aspects of of the storyline that that are interesting on different levels. And I think that's where we got to sort of take a lot of what's happened in this, in these three episodes and not necessarily, uh, take them literally. Um, that still doesn't mean that, you know, like they can do whatever they want. So my issues with storyline still hold, but, um, I think in the greater, like uh, what I'm trying to say is like in the greater, um, scheme of things. Yeah. In the greater scheme of star Wars, the things that have happened in these three episodes don't necessarily have a full impact on anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like there, there's sort of echoes of it because I mean, like, let's say, let's use the cave for an example. Luke goes into the cave. He, he chops off the ghost Vader's head and it's mm-hmm. his face inside the mask. Right. And he leaves there, and he doesn't know what that means. And he goes and he and he confronts Vader 
and finds out that Vader is his father. Spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think we're far beyond that spoiler. Uh, now, you can literally interpret that and go, okay, so that's, like, he saw his face. That's directly alluding to the fact that Vader is his father. So mm-hmm. Vader was once exactly the same as Lucas. He was once a, a human being, a Jedi, a, a Padawan, just like Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. If you want to go deeper, you can start to say, well, what it really means is that Luke has every much the ten, like every little bit the tendency to fall to the dark side and to fall prey to the things that Anakin did, uh, as Anakin does, right? Like that they share that being father and son, mm-hmm. or even just being a human being, even just being sentient, like just just being a Jedi, just following that path, having made that commitment. You're just as as uh, uh, I don't know how what you how do you want to say it, but like just susceptible to that trap of falling to the dark side. And even before he knows that he's Vader's son, he already knows that 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 dark side is within him. That that he has that capacity within himself because there's I think there's three trials that they that they uh, that they have to pass as Jedi. One is the trial of the flesh. One is, uh, oh man, you know what? Wikipedia is going to have this. I think it's like it's the mirror or something like that, um, which is what the cave is. And I can never remember what the third one is. Uh, can you remember what they are? I can't remember the, the third one either. We're trying to stall for time right now so that I can <laughs> up. I, I just want to have this information correct. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because this is sort of central to the storyline. So let me see. Uh, okay, here's okay. There's five trials. I thought there was only three. There's five: skill, courage, spirit, flesh, and insight. So, okay. um, let's see. This, the one in the cave is either the spirit or insight. Ins- yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay, it's Luke Skywalker's Trial of the Spirit on Dagobah. That's that's what it was. So, okay. um, like, that's where, where you're forced to look inside yourself and mm-hmm. uh, and deal with, like, the things that are inside of you. Uh, let's see, I'm just trying to find, real, like, there's no, it's not abbreviated. Nobody bothered to put, like, <laughs> like here's what they are with a little bullet point. They're really, like, yeah. long explanations. Um, yeah. See, to pass the trial of spirit, apprentices had to look deep within their souls on a quest of self-discovery. This test was designed to pit a, poten- to pit a potential knight against their most dangerous enemy, the darkness within themselves. Within themselves, yeah. um, right. There's a, another example of this is in uh, the, the Force Unleashed in the first downloadable content that they released where, where the, the apprentice, where Starkiller goes to the temple on Coruscant and he has to fight essentially himself like he has mm-hmm. to fight a, an evil version of himself right um, oh yeah this this trial was often known as facing the mirror that's what, so I know I read that somewhere before probably in my Jedi book path yeah the Jedi path book Jedi yeah. path yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so I mean like the, this I I feel like this episode like these episodes are his um, they're Anakin's trial of spirit. trials, maybe, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, his trial of the flesh is getting his arm 
cut off. Uh, that was <laughs> that was made apparent in the Clone Wars micro series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So cool. I yeah. I I, I think, think you knighted at this point though, hasn't he? He's already knighted. So yeah, he's already knighted. Right. Trying to spirit, but yeah. but it, it like he is he is having to see like being forced to see, uh, you know, inside himself mm-hmm. and what, what he could become. Uh, but then it's taken away from him, so it's kind of confusing. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, but I think I think you said it right, though. Is is on these episodes, these three episodes here? I mean, they delved into some deep stuff with the Force, and it's better to take it like you said, like the cave. And it's up to your interpretation of what you felt. Yeah. I felt something maybe a little different than you did, um, and that's fine. And yeah. I think that's the exact way to to take these episodes. Um, that's a perfect way to say it. It's just like, like, like you said, Dave Filoni said it was the cave. So um, whatever you think it is, is, is going to be right. There's no really no wrong answer. So, um, but these episodes, I'm telling you what, this, this trilogy here, we finish up here, and um, fantastic work by Sam Whitmer. I mean, he was the, the shining star of this, of this trilogy, I think. Yes, absolutely. We got, we got to see Qui-Gon come back, Shmi. Um, some really cool stuff with actors coming back so they're really uh, I'm really even though this these these three were kind of like scratch your head type of episodes yeah uh, it's light years ahead of of what they were doing just a few months ago um, you know at one point we were talking about um, Jogan fruit and and teas and all that and here we are delving deep into the forest and all that so um, I couldn't be happier where they're going with this so this is great Totally. Great, great yeah. episode. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think with that, though, it's time to uh, finish up and hit the mailbag and uh, some form posts. You ready to do that, Mike? For sure. All right. Excuse me, but might I interrupt you for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter, we're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for. Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gundams, Final Toys, T-shirts and comics, movie toys, World of Warcraft, G.I. Joe and comics, comics, model supplies, statues, graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics. We're right across the street from Metrotown, but hold on, wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here? Well, now you don't have to. Metropolis Comics and Toys is opening an online store. Did you just jump for joy? Stranger things have happened. For instance, some people badly want to shop with us online, but then they forget the Website. Don't let this happen to you. www.metropolis-comics.com www.metropolis-comics.com The Secret Stash Online uh, Everything's under control here. Situation normal. What happened? We uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but everything's perfectly alright. We're fine. We're, we're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Uh... Alright, and our mailbag today, Mike. It's coming from Jared. And he says, hey, Frontline's hosts, this email is a little late, so you may have already recorded your Altar of Mortis podcast, but I wanted to put my thoughts on this episode out there. I actually have a bit of a problem about how this episodes, or how these episodes ties with Overlords. In Overlords, they leave the Father's Palace. They are falling directly away from it. But then in this episode, after they crash, it's right behind them. This was a little weird. I have to say that Sam Witwer has become or has some amazing acting in this episode, especially when he played the prison mouse thingy. Yeah, that was him. Ashley Eckstein was uh, was a better actor in this episode than she has ever been before. Keep up with the great shows, and that is from Jared. And I have to agree with him about Sam Witwer. I just uh, spoke about him and how I thought he was 
yeah. uh, the shining light in this in these episodes and uh, yeah you know and I forgot that he even played that little prison mouse thing or whatever that was uh, and I didn't even recognize that was his voice uh, in that particular episode but oh yeah that was totally him yeah it was weird I just it was a different character and, and until he transformed like oh wow that was him awesome uh, and he's also talking about uh, Mike um, a little bit of continuity stuff in this episode and I didn't even recognize that uh, in the overlords I don't know if you remember seeing that uh, just a little bit of continuity problem there as far as the uh, the palace see so he, sa- he says it's flying uh, away from it uh, but then after that it's behind them so yeah it doesn't matter continuity doesn't matter they're inside a dream yeah because there it is right there. Huh? It's like it's like it's just that easy to explain. I'm not trying to be like flippant or whatever, but like I don't, I just don't know how many times I can say it. Yeah, none of this counts for anything. Continuity isn't at play here, and yeah. and none of it is literal. So, yeah. much like a dream, like in a dream, you never like people need to see Inception. You don't remember going to a place you're just there right so when anakin said like i need to go to the temple like how does he know where the father is in the third episode in ghost of mortis how did he know where that he was going to be at the tomb how did he know where the tomb was Mm -hmm. there's no explanation for that but there doesn't need to be an explanation for that because they're inside a dream world they're inside the cave so it really doesn't matter like they are where they're supposed to be and that's all that matters the regular rules of the uh, of the particular universe are kind of changed. The physical rules, yeah, like the in, physical in rules of the yeah. universe don't don't apply in Mortis. And uh, you know, Dave Filoni said as much. Like he essentially said, the physical rules don't apply here. So mm-hmm. right, interesting. So cool. Thanks, Jared, for the email. And, and guys, if you have any thoughts, uh, you know, like I said, we this delved into some deep stuff in these three episodes. And if you have any thoughts. Uh, don't hesitate to uh, send them in to either me or Mike and uh, let us know what you think, too. Of, Absolutely. Of everything. Yeah. So uh, forum post of the me- a week, Mike, uh, you want to go over that one? Sure. Uh, let's see. Okay. Continuity Ruin posted by Darth Wally. Uh, it is as I have foreseen. At the end of Ghost of Mortis, our band of intrepid adventurers do indeed wake up in the shuttle, but only Anakin's memories of his future as Darth Vader are gone. The rest are intact. As I've mentioned before, what transpires in Altar of Mortis really messes up the continuity. Anakin clearly saw that the light side can bring people back from the dead or near death, whenever Ahsoka wa- uh, whatever Ahsoka was. So why does Anakin subsequently believe Darth Sidious when he says that, the, that only the dark side can save Padme? So he's, first of all, talking about what, what you just mentioned, um, Mike, about... Uh, um, yeah. The, the memories thing, we just mentioned that. Uh, you had talked about how Anakin, his mind wasn't wiped. So, what, you know, this cave scene, whatever, however you interpret it to be, Anakin uh, still remembers it. And so does Ahsoka. Well, I guess the end part Ahsoka does, uh, at least in this episode, right? I mean, she, she wasn't yeah. messed with in this one. So um, that's, that's kind of interesting how, how this, you know, maybe we'll see how this plays out in the series. Maybe not. Um, but uh, now, what do you think of what he's saying here about um, Anakin and um, you know being able to save people from dying, as Darth Sidious told him um, in Episode Three? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this another thing where we're just hey, you know, this is 
This is a cave thing again. Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm you know? sounding like a broken record because there's three <laughs> episodes in a row of this, right? Yeah. But, Anakin. I, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't think that Anakin or Obi-Wan or Ahsoka would take what's happened in that experience, particularly Obi-Wan. I, th- I think Obi-Wan of all of them being the most studied one of Jedi of them and being, being a master and not just a, a knight would say, like, what we've experienced here isn't, isn't real. It didn't actually happen, but it did happen. Like, like it, it happened to us, their experiences, and it was a shared experience. So you can't deny that, that something happened, but what specifically happened was not real in the sense of, like, the physical reality of it. So um, at that point, it that's, that's like saying that, you know, like, I... I dreamed that I could fly, so in real life I must be able to fly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Anakin would be looking at that and going, "Well, the dark side can bring some, or the light side can bring someone back from the dead." Because first of all, Ahsoka was never really dead, so it, like, it, it, it that right there renders the whole thing moot. So, um, especially for someone who sees things fairly black and white, like Anakin does, I think that his his logic would be like. No, this doesn't count. Like this does that doesn't mean anything. Like what what we saw there was it is what it is, right? Like it, it was a it was a trial. And they're Jedi. Like they're they're used to this sort of thing. Um Ahsoka's been having visions, Anakin has visions, like he'd had visions of his mother. Um we don't really hear anything about Obi Wan having visions, but I mean I would assume that at some point in his career he's had a vision or two. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure that they got back to Coruscant and talked to Yoda about it. And Yoda was like, mm, yeah, this is what happened to you. Yeah. Like this, this is what that is. This is what force wielders are. We're just not getting that side of the story. So like in their debrief sort of after, after the episode happens, uh, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of that stuff was resolved. And so if anything, I think that they, they, the point that that Darth Wally's trying to make would only strengthen Anakin's perspective on that. That that maybe what that dream meant is that somewhere out there in the Force there is this capability to bring someone back from the dead. And I mean, it it's uh, it, it's tricky because Sidious never really says, well, it's specifically a dark side power that brings people back from the dead he yeah, just says right. that it's that it's a it's a technique that the jedi don't know and that the jedi can't do so like because and like it, it makes sense when you start to think about that aspect of it in that conversation where where palpatine's trying to explain to him before he reveals that he's a set that scene works for me entirely because he's saying like there's other things there are other paths it's not just the light side like like the jedi are are this dogmatic society of they they, i mean they're as much an absolute as as the sith are i've said this before on the show that like balance can mean different things Mm -hmm. right and for me balance didn't mean you know like uh two jedi and two sith or all jedi and no sith because that's Mm -hmm. not balance what what it meant to me was being a, a balanced Jedi and and, and uh, being balanced in the way that you perceive and you interact with the Force. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that other path 
we see in the in the expanded universe, and I always shudder to bring the expanded universe into it too much. But in the expanded <laughs> Careful. universe, Careful. <laughs> we see towards the end of the New Jedi Order and during the Dark Nest trilogy in the beginning of the Legacy of the Force, Jason going down a different path. He like uh, it comes from Vergeer who who teaches him, you know, like it's not the light side, it's not the dark side, it's just the Force, and mm. it's only the way that we perceive it that gives it those titles and that that creates those things like really to be truly at one with the force is to be completely neutral right Right. um and and jason tries that and because he's a human it's difficult for him because of attachments and and whatever and i mean i don't really know because i never got into the legacy of the force stuff but i mean he started unlocking techniques that the jedi don't have because the Jedi aren't open to that part of the Force because of their, you know, thousand generations of of doing it this one way, right? So they've lost that ability to go the other ways. I mean, they like the, what the Night Sisters are doing is is considered Force manipulation. They're they're Force sensitive. They're mm-hmm. using the Force to do that magic, but the Jedi don't do that stuff, right? Right. So there's other paths. And I think that, that that Anakin would just, that's how he would see it. He would go, there's this other aspect of the Force that the Force wielders showed us in this vision, in this dream, that, that would lead towards that. So when Sidious says to him, you know, the, like, and he says, is it possible to learn this technique? And he goes, not from a Jedi. Not from a Jedi, yeah. Anakin exactly. goes, yeah, okay, that, that makes sense to me because the last time I saw this happen, I mean, he did it, but the last time it was possible was when he was in force contact wheelers. with force wielders. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. That's that's sort of that's yeah, my but, uh, on it. That's exactly what I was going to bring up when uh, Darth Wally he's talking about the Sidious thing, and and I was going to bring up the episode three um, talk he had with Sidious, and mm-hmm. you know, like you said, he, he's asking Sidious, and Sidious is telling him, "Hey, uh, you know, you can learn how to bring people back," and and uh, but. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to point out, Mike. Is uh, you know not from a Jedi, but he doesn't say from a Sith. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. No, it's not until later in the movie that we find out that that's like that he is a. I mean, we knew that he was a Sith. Right. But it's not until later that Anakin. Anakin does not. Yeah. That he's yeah. a Sith. So. And and Anakin knows that at the end of this particular episode that uh, some you know something went on and because he even tells he says something to Rex like. Uh, you know, Rex, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. He's, he makes a comment like that. So, yeah. Um, although he doesn't remember the Sith or the uh, the stuff that he's going to do, he does remember being on Mortis and all that. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, this was one. So, this was some crazy, uh, crazy episodes, man. You talk about questions. Woo! I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of questions uh, about what, what was going on. But, like we said, I think this is one of those cave things. It's up to your interpretation, however you yeah. feel about it. So, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's good stuff, though. I enjoyed. I enjoyed all three episodes. I had a good time. I was sure. looking for a little more at the end. I, I was hoping for a little bit of a bigger battle at the end, maybe. But uh, they went the different route, and uh, it was okay. It was okay. I was okay with it. But uh, let's talk about next week, Mike. Uh, what we're gonna see. Um, we're going back to regular old, you know, we've been the last six episodes, we've delved into the Force and we've delved into the witches 
And it looks like with the upcoming episode, The Citadel, as it's titled, we're going back into some regular Jedi action, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, yes. The, uh, the uh, preview says, uh, uh, an elite team of Jedi attempts to free Master Evan or Evan Peel from an impenetrable prison. And uh, here's a quick preview. On an all-new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Are we sure this thing is safe? Jedi's encased in carbonite? It's all under control, sir. Battle droids working for the Republic? Captain Tarkin. And did he say Captain Tarkin? This jailbreak is gonna be rough. Don't miss part one of a special three-part Star Wars The Clone Wars special event. Next Friday night at 8.30, 7.30 Central. Breaking Jedi is our special uh, Only on Cartoon Network. And there he said, we got another three-part episode, Mike. Yep. And it's this is this, this is one. the this is the home stretch. We got five episodes left. Five more. We got, we got this three-episode arc, and then the two-episode season finale. So yeah, we're on the uh, we're at the end here. We're down the last path here, and uh, Citadel is getting back, like I said, to some regular Jedi action, and we're gonna get Tarkin and uh, even Peel or Evan Peel, however you say it, um, mm-hmm. from uh, and Carbonite. And carbonite, yeah, we're get, we're gonna see carbonite again. I know there's already questions popping up about uh, the carbonite, and then we'll probably talk about those uh, next week. Uh, so, looking forward to uh, seeing some Captain Tarkin and some. Uh, it, you actually are you posted in the uh, the Facebook page too. I, I think uh, the avatar is Obi Wan encased in carbonite. It is. Yeah, so uh, you're gonna see Obi Wan in, in carbonite and, and Anakin and. Uh, without giving too much away, apparently it's some kind of a, a, a Trojan horse type of thing. Yeah. So, uh, but more on that uh, next week. It's actually coming tomorrow for us. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. So, I think that's going to do it for this week, Mike. We're going to wrap it up here. That is it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, especially this episode as I ranted and ranted and ranted. <laughs> yes, we love the rants. Uh, yes. don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com it is a good a great place to find Clone Wars info Uh, we're getting better about uh, posting the news as it happens Um, yeah that's quick so so, like the the Chewbacca news went up the second that I saw it so so, yeah like if you're looking specifically for stuff about the Clone Wars that's going to be the place to go, and we're going to have even more stuff uh, in the future. So uh, definitely check out CloneWarsPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, which is, you know what, that's the, like, Twitter and Facebook are the best ways to know yeah. when there's news on the website and when a new episode goes up and all that sort of thing. Because uh, as soon as news goes up, it gets posted to Twitter and to Facebook. Automatically, I don't even do it. The computer does it itself. Like it's, it's all automated and everything. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's twitter.com/clonewars. Uh, you can also head over to Facebook and join our Facebook page, facebook.com/clonewarspodcast, and uh, and you can join us in the Star Wars Daily forums, forum.starwarsdaily.com, and uh, and over there on the forums and uh, just in general, you got to remember that we got the contest still going. Uh, oh yes, end yeah. of this month. So that's like another, another week and a little bit um, for the contest to win. Uh, let's see, the Savage Opress T 
t-shirt poster and a tron poster yeah. uh so that's uh that's so what's going on there we have actually gotten a couple of uh of entries so like i got Sweet. one the other day uh cool. and, and i think that there's a few more people working on stuff yeah so. don't and and it doesn't have to be professional you know we're not looking for the next uh, lucasfilm artist or anything just have fun yeah. with it and we also have a second prize too i mean you you still got another uh poster of savage press those are yep. limited edition posters i mean it, there's not a lot of those going around they were only at the screenings yeah and then the tron poster as well so uh prizes for first and second and then uh more more stuff to come because we got more shirts and uh posters to give away so yep head on over to the facebook or the uh the uh forums and uh check out if you want to see some pictures uh, yeah what's, and what's and on. you can email those pictures to us uh mike at clone wars podcast.com and matt at clone wars podcast.com uh just in case anybody was curious because somebody said that they accidentally sent something to my old email uh, M. Cohen at CloneWarsPodcast.com still works. It just goes, it all goes into one thing. So, cool. uh, yeah, so so be sure to uh, to, to email us and to, to get your entries in soon because you've only got, as of this episode going up, like just a little over a week, so. Yes, get them in. Get them in, have fun with it. Cool swag coming your way for the top two in, uh, entries or winners. So I think... Uh, I think that's going to do it, Mike. Uh, we'll wrap it up. And uh, until next week, we will see you all uh, later on. See ya. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com force is strong with you all and it will be with you always. <laughs>